Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rich Hudson. Hello. And Josh Brown. Hello. And guys, there are so many games. There's too many games. Oh. <laughs> There's a ridiculous amount of stuff. Even though we had Resident Evil 2 and I forget what the other release of January was. Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. There were some things to be talked about you know, leading up to now. And then last Friday, the industry just went, here's everything else that we could have spread across the January. And we didn't. So we sort of scrabbled, we divided, we conquered. We've all played pretty much everything that's out there. Minus the new Far Cry, because who even wants to play the new Far Cry? Other than the entirety of the British population, because it's number one in the charts. But wow, we'll what? Get, yeah, it's literally number <laughs> even, one in the even charts. With its st- even with its sales figures so far, yeah, it's like wow. it beat Metro. It beat, so that um, means only yeah. Britain are playing the game entirely. I mean, it <laughs> literally, might be, it everyone might else be, has given up on it. Yeah, maybe, maybe the entire Western Hemisphere. But it turns out people still like some Far Cry, Ooh, even if it's well. just here's your more, Fair have enough. some more. Fair enough, I guess. But, but yes, so we've uh, written down a list of the different things that we're going through, and I want to open with Crackdown Three. Ooh, because Ooh. that thing's reception has been Ooh. very, very middling and yeah. so I went into it um, on uh, Friday night and I've, I've almost finished the, the, I've almost finished the story there's not really a story <laughs> there's um, there's Terry Crews saying some things saying skills for kills and then people go skills for kills which is a phrase from the first game and you just get given a whole bunch of open world objectives go clear out some strongholds go kill some gangsters throw some cars at some gangsters throw the gangsters at the other gangsters and you just do that for about six to seven so I remember that 12 years ago right yeah right yeah. so uh, the, the thing that I want to say is that it's nowhere near as bad as as you might think. Uh, the reviews are, are, are very spot on across the board. Lots of fives, lots of sixes. It's very five, six out of ten. But you can have a lot of fun with it if you play the, the original. Um, I don't know if you guys played the earlier ones. Nope. I'm a huge fan of number one and right. I still played the hell out of two. Okay, so I, I dropped off two because I thought it was just too much of the same. It was like, here's a wingsuit and I was like, ah, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but that first one, that was my first ever 360 game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I know. And yeah. so like, when you play the third one, like, make no mistake, it's, it's literally, it's almost as if they remade the original. It's, it's nigh on the same. Mm. They've tightened up the jump, uh, the jumping, and you've got like way better melee attacks and stuff because you had a terrible kick in the first one. Yeah, that weird little spin kick thing. Um, and so the overall script and the tone is like bad. The script writing is bad. None of the jokes land. It's cringe as hell. But if you turn all that off, lovely little podcast game. You just want to run around shooting stuff. Everyone explodes in icons, and you just clear the map out bit by bit. The weapons feel meaty. The jumping feels good. Throwing stuff at other stuff feels good. 
I but like it. For a full fifty pound. Don't pay game. the full price. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> do the game pass. Okay. It's it's definitely a good game pass game. You know yes. how kinda of like how Sea of Thieves was like, I'll drop in for like yeah. seven. Give it a pounds. give it a bash on the yeah. free trial. Yeah. I'll try the free trial. Um, it's very it's a very good free trial game, mm. I would say. That's you but, know what? Yeah. That's interesting because I was watching some coverage at the weekend and even though a lot of people were saying about how bad it was mm. and how clunky it was, I was looking at it and just the fact that it was sort of like the crackdown cars and the crackdown suits, I was thinking I could definitely play this. It's game. honestly you know like I mean? it doesn't it doesn't hold up if you don't have the reverence for the originals. If you just went into it now, it would play like hell. Um, but I think because you know what you're supposed to be doing in Crackdown, you're supposed to be constantly on the move, very acrobatic, like kind of you know over the top aerial combat stuff. You're constantly picking something up and throwing it and leaping around mm-hmm. everywhere. And it reminded me a lot of like um, when that was kind of Xbox's identity. You had like Crackdown and Halo were both these two like jumping around acrobatic kind of shooters or action games. And it just took me back to that time. And you've got the same voice actor playing the command from the first game and stuff and uh, yeah there's enough there where you can go yep it's some crackdown I mean that's literally all it is yeah. it's some crackdown and that's probably why it's been a very sort of small game like it was very uh, stealth released as mm. it were because I was watching Jim Sterling do stuff over the weekend on it and he was like yeah it's it's another crackdown game you know it's it's mm. this is fine for 2007 but for 2019 it's like okay yeah and yeah. playing it again I mean obviously one of the biggest hooks with Crackdown was always the agility orbs and it was like the, the reason that it took off so much back then was that we'd never really had a, a super heroic open world game and then Infamous did with that kind better. of movement yeah yeah and, and like, now that, that that became the norm even through mm-hmm. things like Call of Duty like that just became a thing like rocket jumping and stuff like that and mm-hmm. now that doesn't seem as like groundbreaking now which is probably why it's been coined as a great 2007 game just yeah. not so much now and it's like all they've added is that you can do a double jump and at the very end you know, do you know what the final tier unlock is Go on, the athletic thing spoil it for me. a triple jump Whoa! that's all they can think of and it's just like you get some boost jumps you can boost forward and then you can jump again and it's like things like that you go oh god could you not have thought of like anything with this yeah. and you get a rocket punch you get a ground pound you get the Arkham Knight eject from the I was going to say Batmobile but eject from your little cracked on car thing yeah. uh, little like you know animations that's kind of come across from different games um, but yeah like you know that was the reason it was such a big deal back in the day was that it felt like oh my god I'm jumping around this whole city and it has enough of that but I think you have to bring your own kind of fandom to the table kind of thing. Do you think it's better or worse that it's released now rather than when it was supposed to years ago because obviously this game has been delayed over and over again and I was Six thinking, years I think. Oh, is that long? Old? That's ridiculous. Well 2013 it was announced alongside the Xbox One so. Christ yeah. it really was yeah. yeah. So uh, is that better or worse because I mean at this point expectations were kind of low but then there's also the feeling that after so many delays and after Microsoft have tried so hard to get it right mm. that it should be better. If this came out years ago and it didn't have all the these uh, delays and didn't have all these setbacks and it was just more crackdown. Maybe that might have been fine. I don't I don't know. I think know. The, the way to get around that is I think that they if they if they change the marketing altogether, if Terry Crews was on board from the beginning, because he only came on in like 2015 or 16, yeah. and you can tell he's in the opening and the ending cutscene, and he's like, you play as him and he has some dialogue, but it's not a it's not a story heavy, mm. Terry Crews heavy thing. Um, it feels like he was bolted on to be like, hey, let's get some like some he's engagement. A big name behind this. it so we can yeah. market it better, yeah. And so I think if they'd over if overall if they had a marketing campaign that was very like Sony, like for the players for the old school and just said hey remember when you played Crackdown and kind of went like we've got some more of that we polished it up we've got yeah. better jumping mechanics or like refined animations and stuff they could absolutely have leaned into it's more of the same but the best it's ever been and I think that would have been a way to address the way Crackdown 2 was yeah. more of the same um, but no I mean I, it, it doesn't do enough that's new and even back in 2013 the open world genre had, had evolved far past this well what was really interesting to me was again I haven't played it but from the footage I've seen and like the trailers I've watched it seems to be scratching the same itch that Sunset Overdrive did years ago like the humor hmm. in Sunset Overdrive is seems similar and that kind of that did it better mm-hmm. I don't really know why we need this years and years later well, when, cracked, when uh, Sunset Overdrive 
Drive already came out. And True. Like it. There's a weird. It's, yeah, Crackdown Three's sense of humor is is very mainstream. It's very what Destiny does, and the same thing with Anthem, which we'll get to. Um, but you have all those sort of light little quips, and like the commander who was always like the guy that everyone used to quote back in Crackdown One. Um, he's just full on banter in this one, where he's just sort of like, get a rocket launcher and upgrade your boom. <laughs> it's just like, oh god, okay. Like because they want it to be all self aware and self aware stupid, and it it kind of goes there. But then some of the way the dialogue written and some of the way that they just kind of said bolt Terry Crews on and that skill for kills thing uh, or kills for skills whatever it is um, that just feels very like we're trading on this you know like whatever it is 13 year old nostalgia yeah. um, which I think is a cool thing to do but they could have that should have been the whole project it should have been this call back to like how much Xbox is now a legacy brand and they could have played into it and all that kind of thing I think though it's going to be a major sort of stepping stone or at least uh, kind of indicate what Game Pass is doing because mm. we saw the sales figures for it and it was number 13 in the charge yeah. it's it's sold like 83% less than Crackdown 2 yep. which to wow. me indicates that people are playing it not necessarily that people aren't playing it or buying it but they're playing it on Games Pass that was they're physical sales that. right that was physical sales yeah. yeah so it doesn't take into account Game Pass doesn't mm-hmm. take into account digital sales so mm-hmm. that to me indicates that people like you are picking up a trial or picking up a monthly pass weirdos like me yeah. in. I'm going to do it now I yeah. forgot all about it but that's how I'm going to play Crackdown and I wonder what precedent that sets not only for the series but Microsoft as a whole and how they well, handle exclusives I'm not going to lie I uh, I played through it on the Friday night, the Saturday, and then I and then this morning when I was writing up the notes on what we're going to talk about, I completely forgot that I played it. It <laughs> left such a little mark on me. Um, but it was lovely for the time that I did play it, and I did like scratching the itch. And I, again, I love Crackdown. I used to love that original. Um, so I think there's a lot of that. Um, but it doesn't leave any lasting impression whatsoever. It's very much open world formula, the game. Um, but it is an open world formula that they had a huge hand in before Ubisoft made mm-hmm. it their own after Assassin's Creed. Um, so yeah, I would recommend Crackdown 3, but only if you can get it for either nothing, like <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get it for nothing. Or just uh, on the Game Pass. Do not spend more than 10 pounds for this right. thing <laughs> in any sense of the word um, so let's uh, let's go across onto Anthem which is the other massive deal uh, Good Sir Rich has been playing this yeah I've been playing this mm. of all people uh, when you finally got onto it because the servers have been do you know I didn't have I shop. didn't have a problem with the servers okay because mm. um, I've been playing it on Origin mm-hmm. uh, and it's it, there's a part of me that kind of the first thing that I got to with this game is it raises the debate which is a debate for another time which is the whole like should developers be caring about PC ports which yes they should okay. it's a huge part of the market mm-hmm. like they shouldn't ignore it don't listen to what people say oh PC is not important it is important you need to make sure that your port is good because otherwise if a port is, if a port is bad then the people who are playing it on PC will come and say well it's, well, it's a bad game yeah, yeah. but I didn't have many problems with it I was trying to play some team play stuff uh, with Osley one of our editors and mm-hmm. the game for him just was not working working uh, at all like he genuinely his mouse was seizing up it, he couldn't aim he couldn't play it at God. all I was having Shaking some graphical glitches it. and all this sort of thing I, I like how I've just opened into this uh, really negative thing about it but anyway <laughs> yes. I have played Destiny and I, I don't see its appeal I don't find it that interesting for someone who loves shooting games and I like a lot of shooting games like I thought the idea of a loot grind shooter would be like uh, perfect for me but for mm. some reason it didn't land Anthem, as much as it is more of the same, and you'll hear this from anyone who's been playing it, mm-hmm. it's basically just Destiny by EA and Bioware, which is all we expected, and that's basically what it is. However, I think the mechanically, uh, the setting, the lore, all of that stuff, the game looks stunning. Mm. I think that is miles better than Destiny, okay. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I will like just say, it's my opinion doesn't really count for much in terms of loot grind shooters because, like I said, they're not really my thing, but because I got the chance to play it, I'll happily pick it up and give it a go. Mm-hmm. And I put a good couple of hours into it. And I think 
if you know Lou Grand Shooters and you like Destiny and stuff like that, then you're going to have a, an amazing time with this. I think the gunplay is incredible. Okay. The world is amazing. The the lore does seem interesting, but yeah, you've got the standard, like the missions are kind of repetitive. Yep. It's all a bit thin. Um, but it's I had a good time with it. It's not something I necessarily buy now that I've tried it. I'm happy I've tried mm-hmm. it. And I am, honestly, I am pleasantly surprised because as I think we all did, we all went into... These, this, the, the anthem time of this year thinking uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. we're not really sure how this is going to c- turn out well a lot of its impressions but have been it's, it hasn't been savaged but it, there's a lot of stuff it's fine yeah it's fine, it it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of came out of the beta that way because I spent a lot of time on the open beta yeah. uh, sorry the private beta whatever it was the beta and um, put a lot of hours into that and it was like I ended up writing it up on the site because we do ups and downs it's like yeah. five ups five downs totally fine it's a fine game mm-hmm. um, <coughs> but excuse me I'm still ill um, did you do what did you think of the story did they do a good job of setting up like why you're going to keep playing this or is it yeah, just yeah I think there was unlike going into Destiny where I felt like when it, when you come into it and I thought oh god I've missed like 5,000 mm. other games worth <laughs> of this series right. coming into Anthem it was still I think obviously you get an idea a rough idea of what's going on and it felt going into Anthem it felt like I knew more about the world than it was going into Destiny Okay, because I think there, obviously, there is a lot of exploration to do there's a lot of digging up of more of the lore mm-hmm. but I feel like they gave you a good sizable like chunk to get your teeth into going into Anthem versus going into Destiny because I watched, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Neil Blomkamp's uh, short film that he played. <laughs> no, now that I've played it, I'm going to go and watch it. Okay, that, so that but... that made me way more interested in the lore and the world, and the, I cared about Anthem more through that film than I did through anything that EA or mm. Bioware have put out. Um, but the base setup seems to kind of mirror Destiny in that you're looking after Fort Tarsus, you have your Javelin mech, you're going out, you're fighting back against what, the Scars, or whatever you call the evil dudes? Yeah, one of those. Yeah. There's a bunch of different the, factions. The scars but... are like the first ones you come up against. Right, so there's a whole bunch of like evil factions. You go out, you do missions, you come back, you're basically looking after four Tarsus the same way that you were in Destiny, you were looking after the Guardian, um, or the Traveller, sorry. And um, so it's that seems like a, a way for them to do, because I mean, I don't know what the mission variety was like for you. Like it's go uh, to a place, defend place, shoot it was, things. It wasn't too bad, actually. I think that I only did a couple of missions. Like I'm not sure exactly when they're going to start getting repetitive. Hmm. Um, right but, now. Right now, yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing is like I'm pretty certain <laughs> I knew like, okay, I've done like two or three different variants it's just gonna be this from here yeah. out you know the standard fetch quest for oh cosmetics oh cosmetics let's, <laughs> let's put in a fetch quest for cosmetics what's that do you need to make a statement with your javelin player do you want okay, to be that, boring that was, that tone that was so on the nose yeah and i was sat there like really yeah EA? so like, i'll outline what that is uh, when you first go to customize your javelin the overvoice guy says time to make a statement and it's yeah like, you go who you go for <laughs> twitch i don't know what it was in the beta but like, you go and speak to this guy and he's like i run the store here we need a couple of we need a couple of uh, things to get this cool going guys. so fetch quest uh, and then it was like now we're gonna like do you want to make a statement with your javelin this is where you come and do it and it's like <laughs> now i must admit like on the customization <clears throat> side there is a lot of customization for yes. your javelin it's ridiculous like picking different materials for like six or seven different things to make it all look very different there's lots and lots of cosmetics and stuff like that and you get a cloth javelin a cloth I javelin. want a cloth do you know what javelin. actually I had because uh, I, I jumped into the game with like a couple of thousand coins mm-hmm. so I did have some some currency to play with in the store and there was only like five things to buy so I right. had this like this brown and black like felt but it looked like the carpet from The Shining oh, <laughs> right. I had playing that playing as the 60s <laughs> yeah I had, I had that on my javelin and I was like this is really dumb but it looks kind of cool um, but yeah rancid, I think it's but, but, but like gameplay wise it's fantastic but they, yeah that, that shoehorned in hey you should be Making a statement, i.e., give us all your money. Yeah. Like, that was really on the nose. Right, and I thought, right. oh, that's Does it. that, mm. did you feel any other elements of that tone coming through elsewhere? Or no, it... not really. Okay, good. Because at the end of the day, like, um, 
in, a, in that kind of game, emotes, because they're a thing, but they're not really that useful. Mm. The only time I used emotes in my time with uh, Anthem over the weekend was when uh, I jumped into one of the first missions after you've done the free, like, the first free roam, and this woman turns up and she's like, oh, you're working for me now, and you're like, why? And she's like, just do it. <laughs> um, and she gives you a mission, and it no was... No time like, to explain. Yeah, oh, it was. God, yeah. Because I did the first mission with Osley, just the two of us, and then I thought, oh, he's gone now because he can't play the game because it's broken for him. I'll play with some randoms. Yeah. And we jumped in and we, we flew over to you know, the flying is fantastic. Yes. It's really, really cool. Um, and, you know, landed at the, the place we're meant to go. Nothing. Mm. Right. And we're just like, there's, there's four of us like running about. Like we go, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a you know, at the beginning, I don't know whether it's the same again in the beta. There's a mm. point when you go underwater and you yeah. swim through some stuff. It's like, oh, there's one of these like right here, right where we are. Do we go through here? No, nope, return to the mission area. Go back, 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 back. And we go there and nothing's happening. So right. all the time I was using emotes, we were just emoting at each other <laughs> and just like waving <laughs> and just waving and then just going, ah, are you put bollocks to it. We'll just quit and start again. But yeah, yeah the game, yeah. Was, that didn't work really, but... It kind of sounds a little bit like the launch of The Division, where there mm. was something there. Mechanically, there was something there. In the world, there was something there, but it didn't quite coalesce together. And yeah. Whether it was bugs or whether it was because of a lack of content or a lack of story. But I don't know, Rich, do you think, that you're, do you think one, are you going to continue playing Anthem? And two, do you think it is a foundation worth building on in sequels to come? Um, I think it's a foundation worth building on in the game itself. Right. Like, okay. if, if you're going to say, okay, Anthem was a go, we're going to do Anthem 2 or Anthem subtitle, whatever you're going to call it, mm-hmm. then kind of put that one to the wayside. I think that's kind of a, a, a weird way to do it. I think a game like that should be one that just gets progressively more added to like it. Like the kind of, DLC or Kind of like a Team Fortress, kind of like a Rainbow Six Siege. They yeah, just keep right, adding right. to it rather than just releasing a new iteration of the game. Um, well, their whole thing is that the Anthem itself is the world that keeps changing, and they're trying to get a hold on, like, matter itself. And I think canonically they've, give it, the they've given stuff. themselves that platform to be able to, to tweak and manipulate yeah. it and mold it as they like. So now I think, it's a battle royale. Give it time. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, obviously, there's no PvP as far as I know, mm-hmm. um, but the actual like mechanics of the shooting and the combat and stuff, that would I think that'd be really fun be in, a, in a multiplayer yeah. mode. It would actually be quite I mean, cool. But I think I think Anthem itself has got a good base. Again, as we've said, it's, it's fine. It's just a Destiny clone. But mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I think setting-wise, gameplay-wise, third person in that kind of scenario feels a lot better than first person right um even though i'm a big fps fan like just being able to see yourself in that world makes you feel more involved mm-hmm. i think versus doing it in a first person perspective like you did with destiny mm-hmm. but uh, i think it's a good platform i'm hoping that bioware do something with it because obviously a lot of people are looking at bioware in a, re- in a very weird light right now after mm-hmm. the wake of uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. yeah exactly but I, th- I think they're like the rpg elements are very minimal from mm-hmm. what i've seen okay. uh, but i think the law wise i know that's obviously a big thing with like bioware stuff the law looks to be really interesting something mm-hmm. worth digging into so i think there is a definite platform there maybe this will be maybe this will be the successor to Destiny as to when Destiny may or may not just sort of stop after like Bungie's yeah. leaving because that's because Destiny's gone with Bungie. Well, they whether d- they just go, yeah, okay, fine, that's done. That we'll do mm. something else now. Maybe Anthem will become the new Destiny and just be its own thing and just keep. It is kind of funny, up. like how many different companies are trying to get in on the on the Destiny hype. Like you had sort of Ubisoft yeah. going, maybe the divisional sort of like take yeah. the audience over, and they did for that initial couple of months, and they had like a ninety four percent drop off or whatever it was. And the division two is coming next month. Um, but yeah, like Bungie have said that they'll they're going to tie off like Destiny, or they're going to keep going with Destiny for now. And assumedly that'll do. I don't know whether that's Destiny three or like some big story pack. Just or whatever. Another, another pack of DLCs. I think will make the most sense. Maybe doing a whole new game. And then it's like, do they? Yeah. Then do they move away from Lucia stuff and something like Anthem kind of? 
it takes forward. Uh, I don't know. I wonder. Like, I guess it depends on what the dif- how the different missions go. Like you said, they can plug stuff into it, and you know they've called it like a definitive title. It's just yeah. Anthem. It's not Anthem: The Chronicles or but whatever. But as to whether so. I keep playing it, I don't know. I think I need to give it. I'm going to give it another go while I can, mm-hmm. and put some more time into it just to, just to progress through and see what it's like. Because I feel like I I can't make a decision now as to like whether I do or don't like this game because I'm still getting my head around it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, loot grind shooters are a relatively new thing for mm-hmm. me, and this one has taken me in more so than Destiny. So I am intrigued to get Plus, you'll benefit by not necessarily having the Mass Effect love because all you don't the, have all the, the, all the, the Mass Effect Destiny or... stuff. So I'm going into this relatively new. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm seeing this without like a Destiny taint, mm-hmm. as it were. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to leap in. I have nothing to say about Anthem. It's one of those games that I can. It's just, it's not, it's not even supposed to be spiteful. I no, that says the most that point, you could. It's the thing, like, when it was first announced, it was, it was Bioware's new game, and I wasn't I wasn't sort of down in it. I was no, I mean, quite happy to uh, see what they were going to deliver, but I just haven't kept up with it. I haven't even read the reactions, really. I've heard it, what Rich is, and Osley, right. Osley had a big rant on it before we came in yeah, here, actually. Yeah. I read it turning over to the writing side so he can give us paragraphs of stuff <laughs> that he's hating about it. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I mean, it's, it's strange. Like, when I played the beta, I was like, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, and then I was really curious, because it's Bioware, and I love Mass Effect, I, I quite like Dragon Age and all that kind of thing. Um, and I'm like, okay, I hope that they deliver on the story side. And there were bits and pieces of that in the beta, like characters like Matthias, who, like, splits himself three ways. And then you have one of his three personalities just is Morden Solas from Mass Effect 2. Yeah. And I was like, in three. And I was like, I, I'm totally game. If you're going to write great characters, I, like, I don't mind the grindy nature if the um, the characters I'm checking in with have, like, good personalities. Yeah, see, so if, if the law's really good to back it up, I yeah, think. Yeah as much as it could be repetitive like mm-hmm. there's nothing necessarily wrong with stuff necessarily being repetitive Crackdown 3 for example apparently yeah. it's repetitive over and over again another one that I always talk about Just Cause 2 it's repetitive over right. and over again but it's really really good Yeah, like maybe that's something they could capture with Anthem what maybe I wanna, what I want to ask you guys is when it comes to something like Anthem the reason I haven't touched it well obviously because I don't have a PC running enough to oh, run those so early release gosh. codes but the reason <laughs> I'm not going to pick it up at launch is because I only have so much time in my gaming life and <laughs> life in general Yeah, yeah, yeah. these loot grind shooters demand so much time they demand so much investment mm-hmm. on the behalf of the player and that's fine but I can only do one at a time and right. I need to pick very carefully so it's either going to be Anthem it's going to be The Division 2 or whatever else is coming you out just do one fall. a month I can't do one a month because I feel can. like I don't get everything out of it yeah. when mm. people play Destiny they play it for years and they oh Destiny so fans are out insane that's exactly yeah. it I, I used to be one well, exactly, yeah. That's, like, you need to bring that level of investment to these games to properly not get your money's worth, but sort of live in this world. And mm-hmm. I don't just want to dip in and be a tourist for a little bit. As fun as that might be, when when the division comes out, I will we'll make a decision on which game I want to properly invest right. my time in. But I don't know if you guys feel the same way when it comes to these games, because I don't for RPGs. When I, it's RPGs, I think, I'll play I think with Anthem, mm-hmm. it feels more drop in, drop out. Right. That's kind of the beauty of it being a multiplayer. Because unlike um, Destiny, when I played Destiny, like you had the hub where there were other people running yep. about, you don't have that. You've got four tosses. Yeah, but you don't always have loads of random people. Oh, people I think, sorry, I think it's yeah. only in your squad who appear yeah. in the in the uh, fort with you. So, planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I think that implication means that you're only jumping into multiplayer when you're going into particular missions, mm. and that means you'll always be on the same page as the people that you're playing Speaking with. So it feels well, more drop in, drop out. Um, they have that really weird way that the menu systems work. Oh, the like, menus are garbage. Yeah, and it's, it's like so you confusing. In, you pick, you go into a map, you pick your mission, but you don't boot from that same screen. You button back out down to your javelin, and then you. Go that from there. really threw me. Like, Why? And then because the, when I first went into my mission, I was like, oh, press escape to go back. Okay, and I pressed escape, and I got out of my javelin. I was like, no, <laughs> got back into my javelin, uh -huh. and then having to do it. the menus are. It's so anything. weird. It's like the first time you play something like Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and all the menus are different. Right. You've got no idea what's going on. It's uh -huh. kind of like that. Because there was that and then I read like obviously the bugs and glitches abound but like some people have been going from that uh, mission select screen and some newcomers uh, brand new players have been put, getting put straight into the final fight. Um, uh, that's just, not good. Not that you can pick it from a menu but the game's just not in, allocating in missions my properly. In my free roam stuff I downed because I ended up like because the only thing about the free roam stuff you've got no idea where what is where like oh right. over here is like really high level stuff like I once was just flying about and I came through a clearing and there was this massive like huge lad and I thought cool. oh, <laughs> bye and I ran away and okay. I got taken out by I must have flown over another nest of various nasties and they just shot me down and then I started spawning back on the op on the platform outside the mm -hmm. fort and just downing and downing and downing right. and downing and downing I'm like this, this shouldn't be happening yeah the, uh, just as a very quick thing because that is a personal thing have, um, how quickly do you run out of fuel when you're flying like, it wasn't too bad actually I, I like the fact that you can cool down with waterfalls and there's an abundance of that which I find not only makes it mechanically more fun, it also makes it absolutely beautiful True. as you're flying about. But also the idea that if you drop, if you're dipping down directly, and obviously there's a lot of verticality mm. in the world, then you get to cool down your thrusters. Not as much, but like that. But It'll also if you, you if you just land, it takes a couple seconds to cool them down to jump okay. up and fly again. So if, if the flying was no, because I remember you talking about the flying from the beta, mm. it was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was after hearing what you said about okay. it. So because actually like the actual flight is great, the mechanics, the physics of it, the, the momentum, and like the, the flight in the combat is the best thing they have. Flying through game. caves is the most fun. 
one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's like, cool. You feel like such a badass when you do that it. That was why it annoyed me that the meter went down so fast. Obviously, yeah. you're going to... It might have been tweaked by now. Yeah, yeah you're I'm sure get you'll upgrades. get buffs and things like that. Um, but let's move on to the best thing of 2019, Tetris 99 oh, Battle Royale. Oh, my right. God. You little... Josh won't lads. play it. I'm going to play it. I'm you're gonna not going to play it. You said you were going to play it last right, week. When you, when you come to me and you say, Josh, I've got a game for you. It's a Tetris, oh. but it's Battle Royale. <laughs> what am I supposed to respond to that with, Scott? You take the Switch off me. Oh, my God. And you play it. Josh, you're playing it at lunchtime today. Yes, I you're playing it in 10 minutes. Um, it's really good. It's uh, it's extremely good. We're not going to spend too much time on it because obviously Tetris and people run for and the hills. we've just spoken like, loads about Anthem. Yes, but, <laughs> but it is, it's surprising. It's it, you wouldn't think it would work. You wouldn't think, it, it, it's, you know. It's one of those things where I could just picture at the Tetris company based, I think they're based in Canada, mm -hmm. just like somebody walking into the into the meeting room with an Alexi Paget novice sat there and whatever the other guy's name's called, uh -huh. just like, hey, we should do Tetris Battle Royale. Just and they just go, <laughs> they're just laughing at them. <laughs> the egg on their faces. It's My God. You wouldn't think it would work, but it really does. I think the it's, reason that it works so well is that it's really minimalist on the menu side. It gets you booted into games, and you can see like all of your 98 other players just playing alongside you. There's no there's no fannying about. <laughs> one <laughs> of the up. things is we had this debate about Battle Royale in a podcast the other week, mm -hmm. and we were always saying, oh, is there, there's always the grind of old landing and looting and dying mm -hmm. and loading. You don't have that in this. You're just in there straight away. But the thing is, like, um, I'll always say this, that Tetris is the perfect game, but so Somehow they've made it even better <laughs> in Josh Battle Royale states. Why it's, are you it's laughing incredible. at such a I'm not. It's just right. This is from the man who also says Roller Coaster Tycoon is the best game of all time. What it's because it is. Josh. Josh. Coaster, to be honest. I'm Coaster. Yeah. Coaster. Whatever he's played at the time, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> right, Scott. <laughs> Goodness me. PUBG was the best thing ever back in 2016. Terrace though has some legs. I think um, I like that they do a thing where you flick the right stick to decide who you want to attack. Um, and so if someone's like near death, if they're about to be filled up, stop laughing. I'm at sorry. The I'm sorry. It's a really good thing. And um, you can finish people off. You get badges. That means that you can attack other different players. But and you, you can, can also attack with more people. things. Basically, they've just taken it. Because, again, the idea of Tetris Battle Royale sounds really stupid. But the amount of depth mm. but they've managed to put into this, there's only like two or three other things to get your head around if you're either if you're new to Tetris or you've been playing Tetris mm -hmm. for years. There's a couple of things to do. Kind of in the same way Effect just went, hey, here's one extra thing. Yeah. And it just improved the whole thing. In the same way this, like, here's the badge system. Here's... Battle Royale go mm -hmm. and then just left people to it and it is it is the most addictive Battle Royale game there is ignore the kids all playing Fortnite constantly <laughs> balls to your Apex Tetris Legends Tetris 1993 I genuinely on Discord this weekend just uh. everyone's been talking about Tetris like, <laughs> here's, look I've just played second look I've just played first it's kind of like the same boom with Battle Royale mm. as it did when it first came out but it's so much more accessible people who do not play Battle Royale are playing Tetris 1993 because yeah, it is so accessible. much more accessible and it's incredible if you've got Switch Online you have to get it because it's free that's the thing just play it it's it amazing. is free uh, yeah you have to have an Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscription or whatever but it is free um, and yeah, I just like you said, you can just leap into it. I love the idea of like of combative uh, Tetris, like done on such Tet a massive Tetris scale. In a in a competitive sense, is so much fun. Yeah, like in itself, it's been in so many different Tetris games. If you've got any Tetris games, just dig into it and see if you can play one v one with a player or a bot. Mm -hmm. It's great fun, and doing that on that kind of scale for free with so easy to get your head around and so easy to just keep playing. It's astonishing. I love um, one of the final thing. The final thing, Josh. Go on then. Is that uh, you'll love it because they, me. someone well maybe someone is going to attack you. It'll 
it'll say, watch out. And then like, you know, you'll have a whole bunch of lines will come in, it'll fill up your screen and you go, hey, what the hell? You flick the stick, you you, you target them, you attack the attacker that was attacking you. Yeah. And then you build up a huge thing and then you drop in one of the long boys on the left-hand side and you send them a bunch of lines back in return. It's great. It says, basically, basically, the the the, the thrill you get from Battle Royale, you know when you get to that last 10 and you're crawling through the mm. zone and your heart is pumping out of your chest, <laughs> you get that with this game, which is something so you would weird, never yeah, expect, but you do. And it's amazing. The top like 20, top 10 especially top is Top 10 so is when the music intense. changes to away from the standard Tetris A theme and it changes something completely different and everything, all the adrenaline just goes up and that's me placing pieces wrong and failing all the yep, time. Same. Oh, it's fantastic. Go Look, on. I'm not going to lie. None of this has made any sense to me, but I'm down to clown with it. I'm down to give you it a go. You just have to try it. Fun. The you just have to try it. from you two has sold me on it and it does sound very fun as silly as it is. It's I'm brilliant. Gonna it's I'm brilliant. Gonna it go. It's Terrace Battle Royale is, is uh, well, is at least me and Rich's most recommendable thing it's, of it's all incredible. these games. It's one of the most unexpected like smash hits of the year because yeah. it came out of literally nowhere. I know, and also like there's also the fact that a, 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 any game needs 99 players and so like they yeah. just kind of put it out and just assume that enough people are matchmaking at any oh, given time but they are. You, it's ridiculous how quickly you get into games. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Let's pivot to something people, more people care about. Yeah. Not just <laughs> people actually care about. Uh, Metro Exodus, Josh, you've been going Ooh, back through that. Yes, been, I have. Uh, rethinking. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, um, since we've had more people playing it, like Ben Roy in the office, mm. who don't seem to like it all that He's in the much. opening bit, that's why. I, that's that's the thing, and it's I've been trying to reevaluate it in my brain because I must admit, the lasting impression it gives you is that is just negative things. You just remember <laughs> the bugs, you remember the frustrations. But in the moment, I stand by my review and what yes. I said, like, I, I love it in the moment. I love the world it creates. I love the atmosphere of it. Mm -hmm. But it is such a flawed, fascinating game. Right. It, but it's it's difficult because I don't know if you've played any more since we last spoke. Just a tiny bit, yeah. I'm, I'm into the, I don't know how if I think it's about a quarter of the way through is the desert stuff maybe a third uh, it's a bit more actually right. because he's, he's the thing like the final it's it, the, the opening is it, he's he, he, I'm finally Give got me my the thoughts thing. I finally got my thoughts go on <laughs> it's a game that is most comparable to The Evil Within 2 Right. Oh, I, mean, I love the Evil Within I love the Evil Within 2 yeah, and I love great. Better Exodus that yeah. tried a lot of new things they tried to introduce sandbox elements to that franchise that historically was not sandbox based no. but then like Metro Exodus it kind of loses that thread the further you get along so after you get past the desert um, mm. uh, level it starts to get more and more linear which isn't bad because it does focus in on the story but like uh, Evil Within you're sort of thinking back to those opening hours where you were free to do whatever you want mm. and you kind of miss it and you kind of hope that going forward that the developers double down on those elements mm -hmm. and kind of get away from it but there is a weird identity crisis with Metro Exodus as a whole because when you are in the metros and you're in the tunnel mm -hmm. and you get you're doing um, things that call back to the first two games you just realize how solid they were how right. much this franchise thrives underground and thrives right, in those right. claustrophobic hallways rather than the wide open spaces and there is part of me that kind of wishes I, I would like to see that again compared I don't know I'm just really conflicted <laughs> the whole thing in the franchise as a whole uh -huh. but I do love it and I'm just I'm scared Scott no I so think um, you on. would recommend it though I would absolutely recommend yeah. it okay. I would absolutely recommend but I still think I mean like you said you give it four stars I think that like there's so much that is so recommendable like even though you, you have to go down more of like a survivability route on the open world stuff um, but that gives it such a great sense of atmosphere and the tension and like trying to like thin out the ranks of some stronghold one guard by one kind of thing um, and the story is really sparse at the start but at least they kind of bring it back together a little bit towards the end or give it more of a reason to get there is, stuff there's a thing in the final mission that I, I won't spoil but it gets it gets kind of the original two games were supernaturally mm. kind of influenced is that bloody blue orb again 
well, the oh. rope does make a return, I must <laughs> Carry admit. On. But it gets to this moment where you're kind of slowly walking through this snowy, desolate building looking for, like, kind of a cure or something, looking for this objective. Okay. And um, you're hearing, like, these noises, you're hearing, like, the, the mutants and stuff. You're kind of, like, connected to them. And it reminded me so much of 2033. Right. 33, 35? Oh, and Last Light, yeah. And it reminded me so much of that, and I was just thinking, I wish the whole game was like this. Mm. This could have been a proper five-star game had the um, Metro identity itself carried all the way through because it is there but there are things like the Mad Max inspired wastelands there are things like the Last of Us inspired kind of um, outposts and stuff and there right. are things that the game takes influence from other post-apocalyptic media mm-hmm. whereas I want that distinctive Metro tone all the way through and it kind of nails it but I wish it was just fully there interesting I think because I wonder and we talked about this on the podcast I wonder how much they thought we should do more of an open world setting because that's you're just you're going to get more people interested if you can say hey there's another open world first person shooter and it's a little bit fallout adjacent as well in terms yeah. of the like general sort of aesthetic I know that it's in Eastern Europe instead of the West but like if you know if you take a screenshot of fallout you still dilapidated buildings blown out train cars whatever you've, you've kind of got like yeah. a solution to that in a way well that's the thing it is set in Eastern Europe but like I said the level you're in now where it's mm. very sand based it doesn't look like he's that's no, and like, but it's... when you get to the desert bit too, like <clears throat> it feels so random. It's just mm. kind of like, oh yeah, now we're stopping the train in the desert bit. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like, well, you're gonna go to the sewers next. Like just some <laughs> random like assortment of video game like Mario Odyssey style Metro yeah, this game, Cloud Kingdom or something. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you know, it reminded me, of, you know, Resident Evil Extinction, the third Resident Evil movie. Yes, where suddenly the world was a desert, brilliant. and then it wasn't in the next film. And you didn't question it. That's kind of like what Metro <laughs> is with its settings. <clears throat> I think it, it kind of like has a way of delving into different like you know video game biomes and because the, the shooting is so tight and the stealth is pretty solid and responsive and stuff and you have just enough of like a survivor story yeah. that you can kind of get through stuff but it's weird I mean the, a lot of the reviews and impressions have been across the board I think a lot of the fans are disappointed that there's not more of that latter stuff throughout mm-hmm. um, that you do just have these big chunks of open world stuff and it's like go do some stuff yeah. and you, the most stuff you do is gather up crafting materials and then you know make like a better gun or something um, but overall it's like it's still a solid recommendable thing yeah. so that's good well I was looking through sort of because there are kind of uh, two different endings and it's mm. influenced by your play style so I was looking through that uh, at the weekend of like how that plays out and stuff and the decisions you can make and I really kind of want to go through it properly because I've jumped back into different chapters right. but I want to go back through it properly and kind of make those other decisions because the game doesn't tell you that you're making decisions it's all influenced by the way you're mm. playing and you kind of get clued in throughout when people might die or people might survive that something is going to happen at the end that sort of is based on these decisions and uh, I kind of want to see how that plays out because I like that nothing is sort of signposted well, we had that how you play it when we played the because um, I was like when I played the first few hours and I messaged you and I was like oh my god X just happened and he was like it didn't in my save yep. and I was like really because I didn't I didn't. I thought because of the fact that it's so scripted it felt so story heavy I was like oh that that thing must have to happen then yeah. um, but it just didn't in yours that's, so, yeah. that's what I was so surprised of like looking looking at the weekend mm. about how other people have tackled it there was so much kind of like that I either missed mm-hmm. or that I didn't experience or that I did differently that kind of makes me want to give it more credit it's yeah. like oh this wasn't as scripted as I thought like it was kind of influenced by my own play style and being on that train and talking to those people Mm. I could do that all day, I think. Well, really? you don't really talk. They talk at they you. They talk at you because like, Artyom is the silentest man. I'm telling you, the more that game goes on and the people you save, like the, the conversations they have are just so charming. Again, it reminds me of Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2 when you're around the campfire and you're playing oh, the song. Okay. There are moments like that in right. Metro that there is the humanity there that you're really fighting for uh-huh. and that that's ultimately what kept me engaged overall. That's very nice to see. Very nice to hear. Are you interested in the Metro series, Sir Rich? Nope. <laughs> no, I haven't, played, I haven't played any of them. Um, I seem to have procured a copy of 
one of them. I want to say which. I think it was. Did they, was it? Was it called Redux? Did they do a Redux? Redux yeah. was the re-release of one and two. Yeah. Uh, that must be what I've got. Totally I've so, somehow I've got them on Steam. I've got no idea where, when, or how, but I have well, them. So you've raised mm. a very good point there, Rich. Because before this, me and Scott have half done over and over again that we thought this was going to be the Witcher three moment for the franchise, no, no. where yeah. everyone would have to play it. It would finally break the mainstream, and for better or worse, it's maintained its niche appeal. This mm. is, game is not for everyone, but it does what it does really well, and people who like that style of game mm-hmm. will like Metro Exodus. And I think you know that's good to have in the yeah. year of our Lord 2019, where everything is trying to appeal to everyone and try to be so mainstream, like we've talked about Anthem, like we've talked about Crackdown, mm-hmm. to have this proper, complex, deep. I want a silent experience. protagonist, all right? I want jarring conversations, but, all right? Look, I'm not I saying, want them. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm <laughs> just saying it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, that was the, the perfect way to put it. It's maintained its own franchise identity, even though they have kind of flexed in different ways for the first half of it. Um, so that stuff's interesting. I thought we could end on Resident Evil 2's new DLC, mm-hmm. um, because I think... Have you played the DLC yet, Rich? I haven't played the DLC yet. I okay. am. I love Resident Evil 2. Bloody like, good, we've, Obviously, we did the podcast on it a while ago about, like, this was my first foray into Resident Evil, and I love 2. I'm currently playing through Claire B, on mm-hmm. Twitch and I'm just I'm very much pacing myself with this game and I'm really happy that I am rather mm-hmm. than binge through like the four plus however many more campaigns straight away because I, I, I binged through Leon A mm-hmm. and then gave it a bit and then I started playing Claire B online and I just it's it's great fun yes and watching you guys play the DLC last week check out the stream uh, check out the stream yeah plug um, <laughs> it's plug. it's fantastic I love the idea that they can still I, I think just in terms of game design how they can take such a like finite map and do so much with it mm. and change up how because obviously the the DLC seems more arcadey versus the more oh, yeah. not realistic approach to the main campaigns no. but it's just a different way to experience that game and well, they've taken you take the floor because you guys have played it yeah so. they've taken um, this whole, there's a character called Hunk that you could get in the original game you can get him in the in the new uh, new game and that's just like a gauntlet style bonus level did you get the Hunk thing I haven't got that yet okay so you, yeah you could, after you finish them both through to unlock Hunk and then you just you go through like a chunk of the diff- of the level like you know trying to get through as fast as you can that mentality is what they've done for the DLC um, but they're a series of what if uh, campaigns mm. so you're playing as like Kendo like the gun gun store owner there's a character called Catherine Warren who was like just a corpse she's in a the main story the table, yeah. um, but yeah. in this one she stabs um, what do we call the dude the policeman oh. Alfred thingy uh, stabs the guy that was going to kill her anyway and goes on the run and so they're, they're three different characters the other one is a, a different soldier um, they're stupidly hard they are, they're ridiculously they are. hard um, and so I've done one of the three uh, it's matching um, you know your, your time to get through them but it's it's just a, a series of different rooms like you know a, a different pathway through the level um, trying to get through it as fast as you can basically like doing different runs so obviously already online on Twitch and stuff it's become a thing to do like a no damage run yeah. or to try and get through without firing any bullets or Ooh. whatever um, but you're just getting grabbed left right and center you're yeah. just you're having to like really micromanage exactly what you're picking up or what you're going to use uh, zombies have backpacks so if you um, shoot them you can take the items out of the backpacks and there are candy machines but you can only take one of three one out of three items from a candy machine so it's like do you want to take a health item or some more bullets or like a herb to maybe like mix with a different herb later on um, it's very very memorization heavy um, Josh have you found it because it's I, very hard. I like it I mm. think the the way we played it sort of maybe maybe like it a bit more because we were playing it obviously as a three and we were taking turns <laughs> Screaming uh, at each other. I don't need the flamethrower, okay? I didn't need the flamethrower at all. <laughs> but I no. think that's a good way to play it. Like you said, it's, it seems kind of designed for sort of that Twitch setting. Yes. And that, that sort of everyone wants to want to succeed and like taking turns. I played it a bit on my own as well, and I still really, really enjoyed it. I love that it's there. Mm. It sort of lacked the same initial charm, maybe because we played it for two hours already. We did yeah. try and bash our heads against it for two hours trying to get through the Catherine Warren campaign. And then I went home and did it my second try in seven minutes. <laughs> and I was just like, why, why couldn't I have done that? 
that. It's the performance aspect of being streaming. It might yeah. be. I think it's because we're still trying to figure it out as well. Because, like I said, it's very memorization heavy. You need to remember exactly where enemies are going to come from mm. and exactly where you need to shoot them to make them stagger in certain directions to open up a, uh, like a space so you can get through. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that. Each um, one of the characters' modes ha- or levels or whatever has their own unique enemy as well. Um, so one of them in Kendo is a poison zombie. So if you shoot it, it explodes with poison. So you so can't kill boomer. it up close. Kind of like a boomer. A boomer. Yeah. Little boom chungus. And so if you <laughs> shoot that thing too close, you'll get poison. So you, then you need it. Then next time you're at one of the candy machines, it's like you're going to want blue herbs so you yep. can kill the poison. Uh, in um, what's of his Catherine Warren's one, it's uh, pale heads who just regenerate mm-hmm. all the time. So even if you put them down, they'll just regenerate and come back at you again. Little things like that. They are interesting, but very annoying. Very, very annoying. I don't know what you guys think they're going to do with like the DLC going mm. forward, because they have said that, that there's a few more uh, <laughs> content drops. Coming. Well, I thought this was going to be the story one, because I love yeah. Kendo's scene in the main story. That's very, very well, sad. Maybe that's just a tease for potentially mm. there being something more. I just think it's yeah. great that they're adding so much longevity to this to this sort of... I mean, I don't know what it was like in the original, how finite it was, mm-hmm. um, but I, I've, I've seen people saying, oh, there was one of these like trial run, like these test run things on the N64 version of Resi 2 and uh, stuff like that. Hunks- the nearest thing to that potentially um, but yeah, yeah I, I like the fact that they're adding so much to this because like I said I'm pacing myself I'm looking forward to eventually getting to that yes. but like I said I'm, I'm quite happy just to to give myself time to, to, to really breathe in this game nice and mm-hmm. slowly because yeah. like after I finish Claire B online um, I'm going to probably go through and play Claire A and then get to Leon B and oh, yeah, yeah. go you through it like um, that but I'll do that on my own time as well but like because I'm pacing myself there's still a lot like hopefully by the time I get through all those campaigns we might have some more DLC you should, yeah you should exhaust the story side of it because the, the DLC is just grinding down to the combat like just the combat how yeah. well can you nail a headshot yeah. how well can you duck and weave and get through stuff um, so that's very much the focus what I want to see is those new enemies and those new scenarios introducing the DLC remixed mm. into the uh, original good, campaign those Re- poison yeah. guys Claire B remixed yeah, Claire yeah, yeah. Remixed. I don't, you've got new enemies and stuff poison damage in all games can get in the sea <laughs> I hate it I hate dying to just some stupid poison thing when I've just defeated all the stuff and you die anyway I would I hate love it. to have watched you go through um, Blight Town for the first time oh Scott. my <laughs> summer child it was <laughs> Absolute hell. That thing you fought the frame rate more than the, the poison. That's true. But it's true. Lordy. Not to worry though. Uh, yes, let us know what you guys are playing down in the comments below if you're watching the video version or find us on social media if you're on any of the various audio platforms that we're on now. This has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rich Hudson. Thank you very much for listening. And joined by Josh Thank Brown. you very much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.